Hi, welcome to the Happiness Hive podcast. I'm Catherine Bowyer and I am completely fascinated by people and what motivates them. I've spent the past three and a half decades specialising in mindset and human behaviour and I've helped thousands of people to create happy and amazing lives. And now I am super excited to be chatting with women from around the world who I have secret and to be honest, not so secret crushes on. They're women who inspire me. I'm intrigued as to how they do life and what makes them tick. I want to find out their magic formula that makes them who they are. And at the end of the episode, I'd love for you to say, I'd like a little bit of what she's having. The conversations are real and raw. They're full of passion, inspiration and lots of fun. And nothing is off limits. So grab yourself a cuppa or pop on your trackie and go for a walk and join us for today's chat. There may just be that pearl of wisdom you need to hear. So let's shimmy on over and get started. I'm chatting with such a beautiful soul today, Liz Walton. I met Liz probably about a year ago and I've really enjoyed getting to know her over time and I want to get to know her more today. There are so many strings to Liz's bow and I guess what ties them together is her passion for healing and for life. So definitely a kindred spirit. So we're going to dive deep into those two topics, passion for healing and for life. So welcome, Liz. How are you? I'm good. And thank you so much for having me today. It's so, so, so kind. And I'm I'm really good. I'm really good. I, I feel like it's funny because I'm on this call with you today. And it's the one day my daughter's ill. So I've got her next door with all her bits. So hopefully we won't have any <laughs> disruptions. So Liz, but I'm good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so when, when we logged on, Liz was setting her daughter up and you, you said she's got food she's got water she's got tissues she's got everything there vitamin drinks homeopathics you know it's all there in an array around her oh cool so we'll 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 see how we go with this one Liz where so you've got your daughter home from school tell me a little bit about what stage of life you're at so for me I feel like I'm at a funny amazing great bizarre stage but you know it's all good so I'm I'm 53, so I've been heading into perimenopause, and I've got this lovely little bouncy, very, very fairy-like seven-year-old daughter. <laughs> so these are the gifts we get given. So for me, I had a very long fertility journey, and uh, which has caused me to really support and work in the area of fertility, but not totally. Yeah. So and uh, my gift got given to me after 10 years and giving up and came to me and I had a baby at 46. Oh my goodness. So you're I'm, experiencing perimenopause, which is interesting in its own right. <laughs> and you is. have a seven-year-old, seven-year-old, which is interesting in its own right. So when you combine them together, what's that like for you? Oh <laughs> gosh. Well, I don't know. I, I think it's sometimes it's strained and it's sometimes I, I, I feel like I wish I had a bit more patience and other times it's it's such a blessing, you know, this is where she's come and I feel like I can give her more of who I am because I've had some life experience so I can bring that to her. So it's all, you know, it's it's all very interesting. So I what I find interesting is with obviously not most, but I can be older than a lot of the other mums. Mm. 
which is a great conversation. So I've got, you know, I'm, I'm a chatty person and I'm very lucky to get on with, with most people that I meet. I'm a good people person. So it's really lovely to get on with everybody and the fact that, you know, after, after a while, they're always asking me questions. And so I get on. It's, it's really lovely to have sort of in a way that, that, that maturity yeah. in life. Yes. Which can be really good, you know, because I always feel, you know, we're a student of life. You know, the older you get, the less I feel I know, you know, at 18, you know it all. <laughs> <laughs> I know, mum, dad, don't worry. I know, I know. I even hear that in my seven year old. I know, mum, you yes. know. Yes. And um, as you grow older, it's interesting. You sort of know less, but you become more open to it and the yeah. understandings of you know, life is this beautiful, amazing sort of flow of life. And that's how we learn. And we're forever this, this wonderful student of life. So I'm, I'm learning to understand the magic and the majesty. And as we walk through the next stage for me of, of life, you know, leaving the area, area of being able to produce children mm. to, you know, changing to another time. But, you know, also for me, producing children wasn't easy for me. So now I'm going into menopause and understanding what that means, another transition. And, you know, um, I don't want it to be like the, can be the, the retrospective. It's something that's scary and bad, but also something to really embrace and, uh, you know, and be a, the next part of our transition as a woman so I'm doing a lot of learning and growing in that area because what does that mean so I'm I'm enjoying finding that out for me oh my gosh Liz I love all of that and when you're sharing about the gift of your daughter so that she arrived at a time in your life that that was your time in your life and we'll dive into that in a a little bit deeper in a minute but I guess what I'm picking up from all you shared there is about that conscious and intentional allowing the stage of life that you're at and kind of flowing through it with I don't know if ease and grace is the right term because it might not always be easy and graceful but the intention of being intentional at the stage that you're at and making the most of it. And what a beautiful gift to your daughter for you to have a mum at that stage that you will be imparting things very differently, I'm sure, than I did. I, I, I had my kids at 30 and 31. I had no idea. The first baby I ever held was my daughter. No idea. And I would be a very different parents having learned from um, all those bits I didn't know yeah yeah and look we never know what we don't know so there's no point giving ourselves a hard time we can only bless you know that we did the best that we could at that time yeah I mean I hope I hope I can give Willow you know some good some good lessons and learning and love and all of those things I really hope I can And it's an interesting thing, parenthood, isn't it? It's such an interesting thing. I've gone to quite a lot of courses because it was fine as she's a little baby. And then I I realized that she started learning no. And I was like, oh, (laughs) how do you parent when your child says no? So then that's when I went to do quite a lot of courses, parent effectiveness training, the circle of security 
And that opened up a whole new world of understanding how to communicate, which I found so interesting after spending, you know, so in my 10 years of a fertility journey, I was desperate to find the key. And I added a whole load of other um, therapies and modalities. And one of them was um, NLP yes. and hypnotherapy. So I sort of did the the the, prac, the practitioners, masters, trainers training. And then when doing the children's talking, realizing, oh, there was quite a connection there. And why didn't I think of that? Mm -hmm. But I suppose I'm thinking of it in a mother's point of view instead of a, you know, a therapist point of view. Mm -hmm. So it was really interesting to like, oh, I can bring some of this together. And, you know, those listening skills. Uh, So it was so interesting to, yeah, I suppose, hear another way, which then I could also bring into my clients because it was I, I just found it so fascinating so I'm I'm enjoying doing classes to learn how to be a better parent which you know I know from my mother's time that wouldn't have been around as now we've got so much to pull on and on Instagram and on Facebook and all the little reels you know you're watching them you're like oh that's such a great idea so Mm. it's just wonderful what is available now yeah, I'm I'm enjoying life and being a parent at this age. Sometimes I wish I might look a bit younger, but you know, again, I don't think that love. has anything to do with the age of the kids. Like mine are, <laughs> mine are young adults, and but I you wish know, I'd you, yeah, we learn to love. You know, we've got you know another part of my journey of fertility was learning to love this house because. Yes. I spent years being so angry at it because it didn't work, you know, and then I realized I had to realize that my thoughts weren't fertile. Yes. So how could I expect my poor body to be fertile? So that was that big journey again of the language and things we talk to ourselves, you know, and I'm expecting my body to be doing this and I'm attacking it. So I need to turn that around. So that was another huge learning. So now, oh, well, as I carry on into this next stage is, you know, loving this body, even though there's some things that seem to be changing. (laughs) I love you anyway. So thank you. Do you know, that's really interesting, too, because going through, you know, the hormonal changes and our physiological changes with the perimenopause and menopause. So we do have changes there and having a young daughter and learning around, you know, the effective parenting and that self-care. It's it is an interesting journey, isn't it? And unpacking all of those bits and being kind to ourselves. Interesting then, you know, the thoughts that we we think, what we say to ourselves really are very powerful. They're so powerful, aren't they, Liz, in the negative and the positive. Mm. And when you were saying there about, you know, if you're beating yourself up about your body not working to be able to produce a baby, then you're actually planting some, you know, tough, you know, some big seeds there, aren't you, about I'm not good enough. Yeah, and you're confusing your body, you know, the unconscious mind is always like eavesdropping on what's happening. So if we're sort of saying, oh, you know, why can't I get pregnant? I hate my body. I've had my period, you know, which were things that I did. You know, it took me a while to realize, gosh, my body must be seriously confused. (laughs) It's some trauma. So I need to learn to love this house. And it was interesting how 
by understanding my thoughts and beliefs. And again, a lot of this was going through and, you know, learning NLP and yeah. learning all of these different yeah. modalities, but I could imbibe it in every aspect of my yeah. being was realizing, well, no wonder I'm not getting pregnant. <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> so it's so good to be able to bring this to my clients that are on a fertility journey. But, you know, I have clients on other journeys in life and in yeah. health. And it's like, where can we be healthy in our thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. Where can we find that? Because that's what we need to bring to this wonderful vessel that is doing its best for us. Yes. And it's also our life lessons that we're presented with different we come into this life with I believe a curriculum Mm. and each of our curriculums are very different and how do we navigate that and learn Mm. our lessons Mm. and when you were talking about learning NLP and the different modalities you know for, for business but also helping with your healing that was very much what I experienced when I was doing my healing was a a lot of the psychology and the NLP and Mm. all the different modalities Mm. I was getting exposed to through my work and my business. Mm. I was able to apply. They really were for me. Even this last round of spiritual psychology, Mm. there was a lot of things that I can bring into my business, Mm. but the healing was about me. Mm. (laughs) So it's very, very powerful. Tell me the journey, the fertility journey. What was, are you, Cool if we go there. If you absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I share my story. Actually, I, I just wanted to share this. So Liz, part of her bio is, "Hi, I'm Liz, and I thought I could do anything <laughs> until I couldn't. <laughs> Despite being a successful holistic healer, when I wanted to become pregnant, I couldn't. So ten years of trying and thirty thousand pounds. So what's that? That's like sixty thousand Aussie dollars 70 yeah yeah of unsuccessful IVF I had to heal myself when I gave birth at 46 I found my purpose and that was helping other people on their fertility journeys but also journeys in life so tell us what that 10 years well even before that what what was the whole fertility journey like for you so um, it's so interesting. It, it is so true. You don't want something until you know you can have it because it's a perception that, well, I'll just have kids when I'm ready. Yeah. And I've been a massive traveler and I grew up traveling as a as a young child. When I was 30, I wanted to go off to Africa, so which I did and ended up on a bizarre chain of events running a lodge. Um, Actually, let me a, just dip back. Where Where did you grow up? Because your accent, I can tell. Where, where did you where were you born and where so you... I'm actually English yeah but I was born in between postings my father was a tropical veterinary surgeon he was an academic so he would lecture in a lot of the different universities overseas so mostly third world countries so I grew up in um, Africa South America and also in the Yemen in in Saudi wow which wow. was amazing. My mother says the most difficult place, but most amazing. But yes, yeah, I could amazing. imagine that maybe that's a conversation for another day. So you ended up in South Africa managing so, a lodge. Um, yeah, yeah. So my father semi retired when I was 15 and then 15 to 30 was in the UK. And that's when I was like, right, it's time for me to go traveling again. So I went off to a, a place called Malawi, which is central yeah. Africa. So a friend of a friend knew a guy who ran a lodge. It was coming up to the, you know, the millennium party. And because I was a massage therapist, he's like, oh, you know, go, he'll give you cheap stay and you can help massage. So I was like, 
yay, Perfect. job done. So off I went. And then within a month, I ended up running a lodge, just, you know, one of those things, you know, I just, I just knew I had to get out of the UK at the time. Yeah. And it really, it really, you know, one of, yeah, it really was quite amazing. Bizarrely enough, there was an Australian man who also ran a lodge. He actually owned his own lodge also <laughs> there too. So he was now my husband. So I, you find it, uh, well, I found it difficult to try and find a guy. Obviously you have boyfriends, but then when it was like, to me that material man material to to marry so um it was there that I I met my husband my now husband Greg and so with and I was already in my 30s so you know just that idea of oh well you know when you find a man you'll marry him and you'll get pregnant that just seems to be what happens how it does that's what you hear and what it says and uh, then for me it did it just didn't happen so after sort of the year and a half of trying then it didn't happen and so you know you get sent to the doctors the doctor sends you to the fertility doctors and then some tests or lots of tests Mm. (laughs) and then you know being told look IVF has to be your thing so my my poor blessed husband well not poor you know he's now totally fine but at the time he had anti-sperm antibodies so lots of sperm just not going into the egg hence there was no medical issue with me hence I wasn't getting pregnant so we needed the IVF but even after six IVFs it still wasn't you know, all of them were unsuccessful. The first one wouldn't seem so bad. And each one sort of culminated in more stress, more pain and the attacking of the self. What's wrong with me? Why can't I do what everybody else does? And then it's it's so interesting how the brain and the reticular activation of the brain works. All of a sudden, you're just noticing everybody else pregnant, all the pregnant, everybody women. else with pounds. Yeah. And yeah. it it's that mirror of look what they can do I can't that mirror you know you're you're not doing what you should do and you know that and it all happens inside your head no one is aware of it Mm. because you can say I'm totally fine and is that what you said (laughs) and inside you know like oh your heart's breaking yeah your heart's breaking and and this is what happens so a lot of people on fertility journeys you know it's a very inward journey yes yeah you know and so it's what's so great now is there's lots of other fertility therapists because it's becoming, you know, something that's mm. becoming bigger and bigger with people having more fertility issues. So there's people there to help and, you know, do reach out. So for me, it became a very inward, painful, heartbreaking journey and one that I didn't know always how to navigate. And I would say the first four to five years, it was became more painful until Really, I suppose a way of putting it was just that that light bulb of you're a therapist, Liz. What are you doing? It's time to look within. I've been doing all of this stuff outside of myself. Yeah. And it's still not working. What's going on here? And so that really was a big change. And that's when I started going, Okay, I need to learn more. I need to be more, you know, that trying to get my key. And so that's when I added quite a lot of modalities to my plate because I wanted to get it you know and then also life got a lot easier because I was helping myself you know instead of feeling like I got out of my skin and I'm gone here doctor here I am I'm broken (laughs) 
<laughs> you fix me. And I think now I realize, you know, I was still in my body and yet I disconnected. Yeah. I disassociated. Yeah. And this can happen with a lot of us. We think, okay, you fix me because I can't. And that, you know, I started to then take back my power and realize, okay, let's look within because I am in my body. And if they say, you know, we have all the answers inside, which I now 100% believe, you know, my, my journey gave me, it was such a gift where I learned so much about myself. And I learned to heal all of that stuff that I thought I was okay with. So I, I grew up with you know, I had a wonderful growing up. I love it. But one thing that did happen to me was sexual abuse for quite a while. And I just yeah, didn't say anything because as a child, you don't know don't how and you just swallow it down. So I always thought, oh, all right, there's nothing wrong with me, you know. So now what I know is, and this is why I specialize a lot with unexplained infertility, mm-hmm is we can feel that we're totally fine. We're an adult consciously cool, you know. Yeah, stuff may have happened, you know, whatever it might be for people. That was my stuff. But I'm okay. But the unconscious mind is there going, oh, no, 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 no. I don't think we're okay. I think we've got a little bit of trauma and, and you know, bad stuff happening. So, you know, I can our, our fallopian tubes is like flowers. So they're like, no, we're not going to come out because we still think, that our body is in trouble and it's not safe and it's not it's not safe that's correct Mm -hmm. so you know the ability to help myself heal that to understand who I was you know and I uh, you know one of the questions I think that I've learned about it is you know it's okay to be me yes yeah it's okay to be me who I am is enough and I know a lot throughout my fertility journey you know, especially at the beginning is I wasn't enough because I couldn't reproduce. I couldn't do what I thought, you know, women should do. You know, I, I also had to, you know, for me at, at year seven, eight, I had to totally let go of ever being a mother yeah. and find the fact that I am enough as I is and to completely because life had shown me my sister-in-law had got pregnant first time IVF. And I didn't want to have those yucky feelings. I didn't want to feel bad towards my husband's sister. And if she had a little baby, I wanted to be able to be the best auntie I could. So I wanted to work on myself, my inner self, to be completely clear. So that's why I also help people that have realized, how do I let go when you've spent, this has been my focus forever, but now I'm losing my, you know, sanity and I need to let go. And I'm like, yeah, that was me. I, I knew, you know, this, this, this is, um, actually a guiding star to say, Liz, it's time now, my lovely, to let go. So, um, it's been one of the most amazing gifts, really, my fertility journey to heal, to find me. And then to let go, and then the baby, the baby came. So another one is, you know, I I I I want to write a book. I've got things happening. I know one of my titles will be, or one of the sayings is, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will arrive. Absolutely, yeah. And did were you still on IVF, or did Willow kind of just pop? No, she came naturally. I and she popped and surprised you. Oh my gosh, she she did. 
And so this is again why I say, you know, yeah. we talk about, you know, egg quality yeah. and all of this. And yet, you know, my little one came in yeah. <laughs> of her own accord. Yeah. It's interesting. When, I've got a um a girlfriend who her first marriage, they were trying to have kids and she was diagnosed as early menopause or never able to have kids. And then that relationship ended, not because of that. And then when she was with her new husband, like three kids later, that, you know, sometimes things are, we we don't know the reason behind them. But what I really liked hearing what you were sharing there, Liz, was about really feeling okay to be who you are. And I find a lot of women that I work with and my clients, they get that concept, but it's like, well, who am I? Mm. Who am I and how do I discover who I am? Mm. And that is part of the journey as well. And we might dip into that. But when when we do discover who we are, and it's not like we discover, tick, done, that's who we are, because it's an evolving, we evolve. And, you know, who I am today, I'm very different to who I was even a couple of months ago and even last week. (laughs) And that's okay as well, but it's about being okay to be who we are and when we're comfortable in our skin. And it's a, you know, it can be a bit of a process to get to that place, but it's about going, you know what, this is me and it's okay to be me. What, What are your tips about women to find who they are what what would you suggest around that so um there's a couple of things i just want to go back to your yeah. friend that um yes. got pregnant and i i think a lot of that is when we find our true happiness yes yeah yes it's like when we are in alignment yes flow can come to us so perhaps in the relationship she had there might not have been true happiness yes in every aspect yes and then finding love in the next it just opened the whole body willing ready to receive and flow came and so this is what i find is so interesting yeah you know our our evolvement of life you know they say before enlightenment we chop wood and we get water after enlightenment we chop wood and we get water (laughs) you know nothing stops because it will continue you know everything continues so your question was oh, actually sorry, I'm going to dip in. We'll go back to my question in a minute. But yeah. there's another couple that I know of that have been trying IVF and unsuccessful, unexplained, like you said, unex, inexplicable, unexplained, unexplained, yeah, infertility. Infertility. That couple has since parted ways. Yeah. And I think that was kind of a bit of a I don't know if blessing's the right word, but it wasn't happening because the couple wasn't staying to anyway that's yeah who knows and look it's about just finding peace and happiness and whether that's within together or without together everyone deserves to be happy absolutely and we might be pushing it and going no it's got to work here but when we release yeah then we can find what it is so that both people can be happy and maybe their happiness is apart and with yes. someone else because yes. then they can be the best of friends because yes. there was something that brought them together yeah 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 oh there was something that popped into my head that always happens when I'm recording there's a something pops in and then it pops right back out again anyway the question for you was about tips on how to find who you are <laughs> like women when ah. they're like 
Who am I? Tips on how to find who you are. Mm. I suppose it's, I think the question is to always ask the self is, you know, am I happy where I am? Yeah. I think if that question comes up as yes, great, continue that. Mm. But if that Mm. inner question is, Mm. well, no, not really, then really, you know, because we do have the answers inside. Yes. Yes. And then work on that. But it is about that time to stop. Yes. And breathe. Yes. And ask the self, you know, where, where is it not working for me? Where am I not happy? And, you know, we can do that every year, once a month, every six months, whatever it is. But, you know, it's that. And this is why I love going on. I think it's wonderful for women to go on women's retreats yes. because it allows that time for us to breathe. Yes. And to have that, that time in that breath to sort of stop and find out, well, where am I? Yeah. Because we can, you know, life gets busy and we just get on that wheel and we get yeah. busy yeah. and we forget to know who and where we are. So I think it is about that pause. And it was interesting. I went up and listened in Sydney to Eckhart Tolle and he talks about being able to breathe and get into that pause and be able to drop into that. And for me, that was always when I'm going, am, am I happy? Is this mm. who I am? Mm. And I think it was also that kind of time where I was going, you know, why is this not working for me? Yeah. Yeah. What do I need to do? And that realization, you know, maybe it was that inner part going, it's time to look within. Yeah. Yeah. And my version of that is, you know, where, where are you now in life and the different mm-hmm. areas of life? And it's the same as what you're saying. Am I happy? Like mm. what's going on for me in life at the moment? What lights me up? What's draining mm. my energy? Mm. What's working? What's not working? Mm. What do I enjoy? What don't I enjoy? And then I think about, well, where do I want to be? What mm. are the things I want to continue? What are the things I want to start doing? What are the things that I want to stop doing? And it's a continual process. It's not a sit down for 20 minutes, I've worked out who I am in life. It's for me, it's an evolving process, but it's, Mm. it's, it's connecting with the things and taking, like you said, taking time, taking breath, just stopping and reflecting where you're at. Mm. And, you know, are you happy? And if you are, keep doing that. Absolutely. And what do you want? And if you keep doing that thing, is that going to get you to where you want? It might be. That might mm-hmm. be what you want to do because it's being, I, I kind of work on this, it's healing from the past, it's living in the present, and it's also embracing and preparing for the future. So I'm kind of operating in a that. couple of different, yeah. you know, modes. And, you know, I can't say I'm completely healed from the past, but I've done a lot of work and it's allowing me to live in the present more. Mm. But also I have my eye on the future, but I'm not completely focused on the future because if I'm completely focused on the future, I miss out on what's going on now. (laughs) So it is, it's it's an evolving and we all do it differently. Like what I've learned is that we're talking through the same same, same, slightly different sort of terminology around things. But what is good for you could be completely different for me, which will yeah. be completely different for each of our listeners and not to compare ourselves that, oh, you know, Liz has got it sorted, so therefore I should. It's like, well, that's I've got a different curriculum to live. Mm-hmm. 
And and the other thing I wanted to just tap back into when you said that you really came back to who you were and healed you and reclaimed your power, I also operate at this multi-dimensional level that when there's a thing happening yeah. that triggers me in a certain way, so if I get angry or upset or judgy or something, it's like, oh, that's interesting. Why is that? What's that bringing up in me? Yeah. And because it's really indicating something in me that still needs some healing. Yeah. So it's you, you kind of do the same thing. That's what I heard you saying, that you came back. It wasn't about the doctors and the handing your power over to others to sort it. It was coming back to you. And how can I navigate this? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And, uh, you know, perception is projection. You know, yes. we always. Yes. <laughs> It's, it, you know, once I learned that one, it blew my mind, you know. Mm. So knowing now anybody that may, you know, that may annoy me or whatever, I'm like, mm. oh, my goodness, you actually are my biggest teacher. Yes. So what does that bring up in me? Yes. And where am I in that? Oh, that's where I need to go. And sometimes it's like, oh, I didn't realize that about myself. But it's always about the soul. Yeah. So yeah. I love that everybody, you know, is is such a teacher. Yeah where I can learn. Yeah, yeah, that's, yes, that's absolutely. And sometimes it's hard to do that on your own too. I I find, and I know you you like to learn and you go to different healers as well. I do the same. Like I've got a really good toolkit of stuff to be able to help me, but I can't do it all myself. I need to go and get somebody to go, like, to help me to work out what's going on as well. So we're not, please don't anybody sort of think, this is always an easy fix, but sometimes it can be a pretty easy fix. Sometimes. Yeah, I think so much is the willingness and being yes. open to yeah. to help the self. I mean, I, I love going to see my friend for, you know, body talk, and then I'll go somewhere else for my acupuncture, and then I'll go somewhere else for my osteo, and then, yeah. you know, depending because, you know, I'm an ever-evolving process. Yeah. And I suppose because of age as well, I may need a bit more support yeah, <laughs> in yeah. the body. You know, if we can look after ourselves now, then our health will look after ourselves later. And, you know, I think it's so interesting, you know, growing up at the gym was like, oh, go to the gym. Now I love the gym more yeah, than anything else yeah. because my motivation is my daughter. Yes where I can be able to run around with her and do stuff with her. So it's great. You know, I love going to the gym now and doing stuff. Yeah, I sort of giggle at, uh, you know, but she's my motivation. And I Because t- I always used to find it difficult to show up and rock up. Yeah. But, again, there was the motivation, as now there really, really is. That really is interesting, isn't it? And And so how is it for you, perimenopause, seven-year-olds, <laughs> like um, those Energy level. So going to the gym helps. That's great. What else? What else is the seven? So for me, it was just being aware of what's going on for me hormonally. Yeah. So what I'm doing at the moment is I'm loving the seed cycle that really supports me hormonally. So Mm. beautiful Mel. Mm. I, you know, any of my clients, you know, and you don't have to be perimenopausal. This is for any hormonal imbalance in skin. So that really supports my body. I see a friend of mine, she's an amazing naturopath. So I see her and I get a load, a whole load of herbs. Yes. 
and mainly fitness. Those are the three things that keep me sort of nice and topped up. And then I love my my things that I love is I make sure I try and have a massage and a facial. Yeah. You know, and then in between that, once every couple of months, I'll have a really good osteo hour session yeah. with the lovely Ali. So there's always those things, you know, to keep you topped up. Yeah, it's just about, I suppose, being for me, just being honest with myself. What is it that I need and how can I how can I flow and grow? And so um it's been great just having, you know, I just Mel doing the seed cycle. I texted her just going. I had hot flushes. I took your stuff for two days. No hot flushes. And I was wow. just like, I love you, Mel. She was like, that's great. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That That's really good. We'll put the details in the show notes. So that's the seed yeah. cycle. She's based in Canberra, isn't she? She's yeah. She so is. She's amazing. What an amazing yeah. woman doing amazing things in this world. Yes. So it's about looking after the vessel that you have and also the mind. Yeah. Looking there, the outlook on life as well. How do you help other women through fertility so you're helping them with those issues as well yeah well because you know in in a lot of ways people have come to see me usually when they're feeling really sad in a dark place feeling desperate hopeless and so they not always but tend to be on some kind of IVF journey so that means the medical part is being taken care of so let's have a look at, you know, this, the house, the mind, the body, so we could support that. So, uh, you know, we look at what might be going on for them. Where are they? What's going on for them? What might be in the way and what they actually want from me so that we can find out what they want from me. And then we start looking at the emotions and creating serotonin and how the mind works and how that will might be affecting the body and then the reproductive organs. You know, again, it's looking inside and helping people reconnect to their body, making a new relationship. I love you, body. I'm so sorry. I've been tough on you. Relate new relationship with their body. And another big thing, which also was for me and for a lot of my clients, is understanding who we are as the feminine and the masculine. Because a lot of us. Uh, and a lot of my clients are quite, you know, high up in some corporate or more here in Canberra, which is more government orientated, very masculine, you know, and more now as well. Some of them are the main breadwinners. Yes. So they're all in their masculine. I'm like, I know you're a woman, but let's, you know, the, the feminine, she houses the body. Mm. She loves it. And she needs you to come home to who she is. And I know some of them, when I'm saying that, they're just like, Oh my gosh, yeah. I yeah. I I forgot to be that woman. Oh my gosh, I've just got whole right here, you there, know, yeah, and I think she's just there. calling you home because she is the one that will birth. Yes. And so yeah, and I love to bring fun and humor and giggles, you know. And I keep going, go find her. Go and enjoy and find her. So I usually say buy some wonderful underwear so you feel sensuous. Mm. you know and start finding out who she is and bring her home you know and you know finding out when they were feminine in their life and just you know bring her back because it's all just about remembering yes rewiring reconnecting you know it's just we've got a bit disconnected and it's that reconnecting and the recalibrating as well I think and what you're talking about there Liz and I know you don't just work with women with fertility issues, but a lot of it is around that. 
Yeah. The, the process that you've explained is very similar. I don't do the undie thing, but I might, is yeah. with women reconnecting with who they are so they yeah. can achieve the thing that they want to achieve, that yeah. often we do operate in that masculine doing energy to make stuff happen, which is great. But there's And we need that. We, we do need that, but there's also that element where we need to be in the divine feminine mm. which is our intuition it's about that being versus doing mm. and the creativity space. absolutely absolutely and that's part of that birthing process as well totally. um, so it's you're helping women to birth some little human babies I yeah and in some ways birth themselves birth themselves yes and birth their baby yeah, love it yeah birth their baby and but we have to sort of let go of or recognise what's getting in the way so we can get let go of it. And that's the bit that I find can be tricky for people to do on their own because it's there often it's at that subconscious level. And yeah, and look, I needed help. It, yeah. Absolutely, I needed help. And it's yeah. you know, and this goes back to we don't know what we don't know. No. You that's know, right. if we if if our scripts that we grew up with have yeah. never given us the knowledge then yeah. we don't know. Yeah. So it's looking outside of ourselves to find that. And, you know, and in some cases, it's not always letting go. It's just coming to awareness. And yes. Maybe it is about loving it and realizing it wasn't that bad, you know, and it's about finding peace. Yeah. You know, I, I know the thing where my mind went blank before is exactly that. It was about being able to surrender yeah. And let go of attachment to a specific outcome. Because mm. when we're trying to, and it's a, that can be a bit tricky too, because when we're wanting to birth something, achieve something, we do put in a, like an attachment to what that thing we want it to be. Mm. What I've learned, and I, it, the process of surrendering, mm. the doing process, it's absolutely a being and allowing process. Yeah. It's where I've got peace from. Yeah. You know, just being absolutely. able to surrender and let, you know, let go. I don't know if that's the right word, but not expecting a certain outcome, just allowing and trusting that the outcome that presents itself mm-hmm. will be the best and the right one for me at yeah. the time. Yeah. And look, and this can happen a lot in the fertility journey where we've had this perception of this is going to be our life. I'm going to have these yeah. many kids and my yeah. husband. And it can be a real grief yes. that life yes, yes. hasn't turned out. Yeah. As expected. Yeah. And do that. We had had a chat recently on my podcast where we just talked about this grief, you know, mm-hmm. where I thought I was going here and it seems to have just gone kaboom. And um, that can be huge. And of course, yeah. that can be in a life of health as well. You know, yeah. all of our lives can change. Yeah. And it's not quite what we expected. And, and about having that peace. And again, you know, surrendering to that and knowing that it's OK. Yeah. Because whatever it is for you is okay, yeah, for each person and yeah. not to compare themselves or I should be I should be over it by now or I should be doing this because my girlfriend's doing that. It's like, mm. no, 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 this is your journey, your curriculum. Oh, gosh, gosh, Liz, there is so much there. There is. So, yes, it's, it's just finding love and peace for the yes. self can be such a big way of finding the self yeah actually maybe just ending there that 
when I have challenges, I'm a bit of a problem solver and able to sort of fix a lot of things in, in my life and helping others to navigate their lives. But when some things are just really challenging and I don't know the answers or I don't want to go there, I just send love. I just send love. There's no, it needs to come out a certain way or it needs to do anything. It's just sending love to the people. It's sending love to the situation. It's sending love to myself. And that helps to bring peace. It sure does. It sure does. So it sure does. What is that? All we need is love. All yeah. We need is love and good undies. And love. So did you want to just share your, we were talking about the serenity poem when you, we might end with that. Oh, right. Yes. I know. Am I putting you on the spot or not? No, 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 not at all. I love it. So I I think one of your questions was when I was reading them to, for the, being on the podcast was about something that supported you. Yeah. For me, it was a serenity poem. So it's something that supported my father loved the serenity poem and one that we read out on his funeral. And it is actually quite a long poem, but we only know the first few lines, but it's one I have on a card and I, I have it always in my office, my therapy room as well as here. And it's God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the yeah. courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Mm. And that's a big, good one at times when you're like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And just being able to be in silence with that. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, that's beautiful and we'll pop that in the show notes so Liz where can people find you so people can find me I am on I've got a Facebook page which is called Liz Walton creation coach yeah and um on Instagram which is Liz Walton and then underscore fertility coach yeah I've got a, also, I do have a little podcast as well there where we're talking about all things health and fertility and that's called fertility health and coming home to self. It's, it's still a little baby, but I'm getting there, which is yeah. really exciting. And by all means, email me or call me or, you know, I'm always up for a chat and, yeah. you know, being able to support people in any way. Yeah. that I can really so my email is nice and easy liz at lizwalton.org so please come find me if, if, and find out how I can help you if I can with that yeah idea. and that's beautiful so thank you Liz very much for sharing your story and you. tips and just if people are interested we'll have the show notes there that's got Liz all Liz's details And for anybody that hasn't already signed up to the Happiness Hive newsletter, where send out weekly tips as well about just living a fabulous, awesome life, pop over to the Happiness Hive website, happiness-hive, and you can sign up there. So thanks, Liz. Wonderful. Love you. Bye. Thank you too. With love and gratitude. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. You can spread the love by sharing it with a friend so she can have a little bit of what we had today. And don't forget to rate and review so we can get it into as many hearts and ears as possible. You can keep the conversation going on my Happiness Hive socials. And if you'd like some more high vibe happiness in your life, come and join me in our community of inspired and motivated women at the Happiness Lounge. This is my online membership club and your central hub for everything you will need to be truly happy and bounce out of bed every day living and loving your best and most beautiful life. 
To find out more, pop over to the Happiness Hive website and click on the link working with Catherine. Until next time, big hugs and happiness.